Hey guys, on today's episode, we're going to take a look at Best Buy's most recent earnings, which is quarter one for their fiscal year of 2020. So let's get started. Right off the bat, let's just talk about the straight results of earnings. Best Buy's reports better than expected first quarter earnings. Enterprise comparable sales increased 1.1% and diluted earnings per share increased 36% to 98 cents per share. So this is great. This is great to know that there's comparable sales are increasing, especially with what's going on in the world. Maybe going talking about tariff talk. It is good to see since it's mainly based on electronics, we can see that this increase in comparable sales people are still going to Best Buy to purchase electronics and it is still growing at a 1.1% rate. The good thing I like about Best Buy is they did give us guidance for quarter two, which is the next upcoming quarter, and they also gave us a full year guidance. So let's go straight off at quarter two. Quarter two, they, they expect revenue of 9.5 to 9.6 billion dollars. On the next episode of this Best Buy series, we'll take a look at more in detail of the of the value numbers. Today we're just gonna look at what they had to say and all the important information. So next episode we'll look at these values and see how they are compared to last 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 quarter two. But they do say comparable sales growth of 1.5 to 2.5 percent. Again, this is great numbers. Great is always good to see comparable sales increase for these type of retail-based businesses. For 2020, the full year, they did give us an outlook on February 27, 2019, about three, three, four months ago, and they're still keeping in line with this revenue. So again, that's pretty good leadership in my opinion when they do not have to change guidance throughout midway in the year. So they give us revenue of 42.9 billion to 43.9 billion. Comparable self growth of 0.5 to 2.5%. So in my opinion, this is a big range of 0.5 to 2.5% growth. Um, but I do believe since quarter one, they provide a nice return of 1.1%. In quarter two, they expect about 1.5 to 2.5. In quarter three and quarter four, start to get closer to the holiday season, which we hope to see increase in growth sales there as well. So I do think that they might reach the higher the higher range of this comparable sales guidance, maybe around 2 to 2% to maybe 1.8 to 2.2% in the comparable self growth, which again is great numbers. Again, I would rather take a look at quarter two to see how the values end up being for quarter two's growth growth on comparable sales. But the way of my thinking is, right, quarter three and quarter four starts to get closer to Black Friday, Christmas, so we start to see better, more, more, more traffic during that area. Enterprise operating income rate is approximately 44.6%, which is flat compared to previous fiscal year. So normally I would be kind of a, a little bumped out that these are flats throughout the year compared to last year. But we're talking about this year, which has uh, which has been pretty hard for the for the uh, real realtor companies, um, mainly because of tariffs, especially since. Best Buy has a lot of electronics that probably made it to that list of electronics. So for them to be able to still, to still maintain a flat income rate, to me, becomes is great news. Because the moment that a deal does happen, then these rates are going to increase. All these numbers are going to increase. But it is good to know that with everything going on in the world, they still pro- are providing growth 
their company. They do expect SGNA expenses, which is sales general and administrative expenses, to grow as a percentage in the low to mid single digits. And this is primarily from the higher recall operating expense and increase in advertising spend. For you guys that don't know, Best Buy did purchase two companies that I will talk about in a bit. One of these companies is Recall, and here they are spending a little more money on their expenses and increasing advertising spends. But in my opinion, this is a good thing to spend money in because as we will see, Recall is providing them with higher margin rates and higher revenue. So it is good to go and chase this company that's providing the money. There is some talk of shift going on within the company. Corey Berry on June 11th in the coming few days will become the new CEO of Best Buy. Corey Berry, just a quick history on him. He is the CFO and the Strategic Transformation Officer. So in my, again, this is, again, really good news. I'm really liking the leadership of Best Buy as a whole. And that, in my opinion, is a very important thing. The, Corey Berry has been in the lead for this transformation of Best Buy ever since Amazon came out. A lot of these realtor um, retail companies have to shift the way they, trend, they, they they operate in their business. And this guy has to be the one that's going to be the front line because he was the strategic transformation officer. And now he will become the CEO. So that means that they will contain, they will maintain this, this path to this transformation of Best Buy. The current CEO will still be in advisement as he will transition to the newly created role of executive chairman of the board. So that's a good thing that our that the CEO of Best Buy will continue to be there and provide outlook for the business. And in the same regards, also be able to help out Corey Berry in the CEO position. Next, we're going to talk about shareholder returns. In this quarter, the company returned over $232 million to shareholders, $98 million plus to share repurchased, and $134 million were from dividends. On February 27, 2019, the same time they gave us that year in yearly guidance, the company announced the intent to spend $750 million to $1 billion on share repurchase in 2020, in the physical year of 2020. So we can see all these companies are buying back their shares. So that means one thing, they are expecting their shares to go up. So if the company is doing it, why are we not? So it's definitely a great time to take a look at this company they are still expected to spend so much money on buying back more shares. Just in perspective, right, in quarter one, they spent only $100 million. They still have $650 million to $900 million to spend on repurchasing. Next, we just I just want to show you guys a quick breakdown of the revenue mix. We can see here that computing and mobile business are still 46% of the total revenue. Consumer electronics dropped down by 1%. And entertainment, which we'll take a look, is the biggest drop going on. Um, and here, just revenue makes, if there's a percentage shift here, it does not mean much, right? It just means that the company could have made money elsewhere, which could have shifted the overall percentage-wise by segment. But here we can see, and that's what we'll talk about next. So mainly, I just want to show you guys that computing and mobile phones are a big portion, as well as consumer electronics are a big portion of this company where entertainment, appliances, and services make up close to 20% of the business. If we take a look at international segment, we see the same thing, where computing and mobile phones and consumer electronics make up about 
80% of the business where the other ones make about the remaining 20%. We'll talk about domestic segment quarter one for 20 for this quarter results. Domestic revenue increased 2.8% compared to last year. The increase was driven by comparable self growth of 1.3 and revenue from Recall Inc. So that means, and Recall was a company that I mentioned they purchased in quarter three of 2009, of fiscal year of 2019. And we can see, right, they are, they're saying that their revenue has increased. It was mainly driven by more comparable self growth. So more self growth means that there's more customers coming to the store. They're having, or either more customers, more traffic to the stores, or the purchases are becoming higher, which is both great news. And they also mentioned Great Call has provided strong revenue for this company to allow it to increase its revenue by 0.8 compared to last year. They were partially offset by the loss of revenue from the 105 Best Buy mobile businesses and 12 large format store closures in the past year. So in the past year, they did mention that they were going to close 12 large format stores and the full Best Buy mobile segment section. So these are losses that should be taken. Eventually, we will not see in the upcoming years. So hopefully, this revenue increase will be much higher in the future because they won't have to offset the loss of these Best Buy mobile stores and these large format stores. From a merchandise perspective, the largest comparable self-growth drivers were appliances, wearables, and tablets. So this is pretty good to know, right? If it's happening in the retail, in the retail business, then if you want to take a look at some businesses, let's take a maybe it might be good to take a look at the appliances of a business that makes appliances, wearables, or tablets. Because if they are selling good here in the retail space, then that means the company that's making them is also doing good. These drivers were partially offset by the decline in the entertainment category. So in my, the entertainment category will be music CDs, um, movies, gaming most likely. So here we can definitely take a look that these are companies. And obviously this is probably a, big, a main reason why GameStop as a whole is also going down. Domestic online revenue increased 14.5%. That is actually great news. Remember, like I mentioned, Amazon was about to take over the world at some point, so companies had to do something different. And we can see online business is becoming more of a thing for these old-time retails, retail companies. So online revenue increased 14.5%, and again, it's primarily due to higher traffic to the company's website and also higher average order value. So people are spending more money on Best Buy. As a percentage of total domestic revenue, online revenue increased 1.8% to 15.4% compared to 13.6% of last year. So what am I saying here? Here I'm just saying that revenue now, more people, even though revenue is increasing by only about 0.8%, I think this, yeah, 0.8% compared to last year, the amount of people actually buying online has increased. So that, again, is good news. It means more people are, are, there's more traffic on their online website. Again, good news for them to, to know that online business is doing really well. Domestic gross profit rate was 23.7% versus 23.3% of last year. So this growth is mainly driven by the impact of great cost, higher gross profit rate, and improved product margin rate, and is offset by higher supply chain costs. So again, we do, mention, we do hear a great call mentioned again, and they're saying that 
break call does provide a higher gross profit rate, and we can see that this is helping out here. So break call is definitely turning out to be a great call for Best Buy to go. I know that was corny. I'm sorry, guys. I don't even know if that's going to make it to the video. Let's see if it does. Next, we I do want to mention that on their sales general generalization and administrative expenses, they did include a $17 million of intangible asset amortization related to break call. Right, so this is um, it's good to know that this 17 million, if it wasn't for the 17 million asset expense, then they would have actually had the same amount of expense compared to last year's same quarter. Um, so that, that again, even though 17 million is not that much money for this company. Now we'll take a look at the outside international segment of quarter one. International revenue has increased 5.2%. So even though this tariff talk has not hit the United States as hard, it is definitely hitting other countries as hard, but it's mainly because of the negative foreign currency exchange rates. Comparable sales decline also, also didn't help because they went down by 1.2%, which was driven mainly by Canada. But obviously this makes sense, right? If currency exchange rates have gone to the negative sides for the outside countries, that means things are more expensive for them to go. If things are more expensive for them, they're, they're obviously going to be like less, there's going to be less traffic in stores. So this negative foreign currency exchange rates goes in line with the sales decline, um, comparable sales decline. International gross profit rate. So even though they did decrease the revenue, they did increase their gross profit rate from 24.2 compared to 23.4 last year. And this is primarily to Canada, which delivered improved gross profit rates in several product categories and increased the revenue in the higher margin rate service category. So here we can see that the that this rate that the services category do provide higher margin rates. And by the purchase of Recall and this other company I'm going to mention, they are going more into this service category type service revenue. So hopefully we will see higher margin rates on this. International at, um, sales generates and administrative expenses was 23.9% of revenue versus 23.7% of revenue of last year. But again, that makes sense, right? If revenue decreased by 5.2%, a higher portion of the expenses are uh, expenses are going to be worth higher percentage compared to revenue. So again, that makes sense with that decrease in 5.2% of revenue. All right, now we're going to talk about their new standard release. They are adopting a new standard. And most companies are doing this. And this is a big reason why we're seeing big changes in liabilities and operating and assets. So here, because of this new release, they did decrease, uh, they had a tax adjustment that decreased opening retained earnings by $19 million. Again, that's not a big impact to us. The most significant impact of this adoption was that we're going to see operating lease assets of $2.7 billion and operating lease liabilities of $2.8 billion. So when we take a look at the when we take a look at the numbers next episode, we'll see how how we see these big jumps of 2.7 billion to 2.8 billion dollars. This is one thing I did like that the company. Well, I do like their leadership. Best Buy does have a great leadership, and the way they present stuff to their shareholders is actually pretty um, pretty admiring. I, I do admire the way they do it. They go on to talk about tariff talk. And they mentioned that the administration has so far done a very good job at minimizing the impact of tariffs on U.S. consumers by limiting the number of consumer products on the tariff list. 
So again, this is again this is great news because right if if they do put too much too many items on the list, then overall everything is gonna go up. But we can see by the self growth increase and the revenue increase that consumers at the moment are not being hit as hard based on these tariffs lists. And they have done this by the, the administration has talked to has taken inputs from companies like Best Buy and other retail businesses. And so far they have been able to Best Buy has been able to minimize the impact of these tariffs by employing a number of mitigation strategies. So it does seem that the tariff that the administration is working really close with companies to be able to make sure that the US consumer is not being hit as hard with these tariffs. And and the great and look, I again I continue to admire the way this administration this this leadership of Best Buy does things because for the fiscal year of twenty twenty guidance, it already incorporates the estimated impact of the recent moves from ten percent to twenty five percent on the tariffs on list three. So this company is already put this indefinitely tariff on their estimation bills. So if the deal does happen and these tariffs get removed, Best Buy's guidance will be even better. So again, this is really good, and this is, this shows really good leadership. So next, we'll talk about Best Buy's 2020 strategy to enrich lives with technology. So this was at first; it took me some time to really understand why Best Buy was doing this as a whole, um, and why they were purchasing companies like Wacom, which is mainly based on senior citizens. But they're trying to enrich lives with technology, and that's the strategy they're trying to go through. They already do have aspects like. Uh, they have Geek Squad, which is pretty much a monitoring service for for technology, and they have this, this other company called In Home Advisors, which again it, they they provide some form of consults for the needs of what the people need in their homes. So here with this Great Call, Great Call is an advanced commercial monitoring system with a focus on aging Cindy. So again, this again it's a monitoring system with technology. So now with with their in-home advisors and Geek Squad, all this together, it itself can make its own company. It will be opening a third great call caring center in October with 400 care agents for 24 and 24/7 operating hours. And we did see, right? Great call provides great profit margins, um, great pro gross profit margins, which we saw in previous slides has helped out Best Buy increase their gross profit margin. They also provide great are providing positive revenue at the moment. They did purchase the second company, which is known as Critical Signal Technology, which also focuses on the senior focused health services. CST is to help to help scale up the commercial monetary business and currently has approximately 100,000 senior subscribers. So now they have these subscribers from CST, they have the, the customers from Great Call, and they have products like Geek Squad and in-home server advisors, they'll be able to serve the seniors in their homes and those who support them, like payors and providers. It is good to know that the acquisition of, CS, of CST closed during quarter two. It was funded with existing cash. So again, that's pretty good that this company, they did not close out how much money it was worth, but they were able to buy plain out with cash. We're not going to get any huge loans from there. Next, we're going to talk about their customer support. Even though Best Buy is going outside this technology to home business, they still understand that they are a retail business, so they are improving the customer's experience here at the store. The first thing is they did roll out this lease to own program, 
which again, it is exactly what they are. What it says, you pay a periodic payment over a fixed period, eventually leading to a full ownership. This product has already launched into 36 states and about 70% of their store. It is expected to roll out to, the, to another nine states later this year. They are seeing good results because they are seeing a significant number of consumers are choosing to pick this, this own to lease to own product, which is a 90 day purchase option and consists of a $79 initial payment plus the retail price. So, I mean, if they don't have the credit card, most of their credit cards offer 0% interest on zero percent interest on purchases over X amount of value. So if it seems like people that don't have high credit might not, that have decent credit might not be able to do that form of credit card purchases, but they will be in fact be able to do this loan lease to own program in regards Best Buy collects an extra $79 per item. So the financing provided through Best Buy credit card is also an important thing, which what I talked about, which I talked about earlier. In-home consultation, which was their in-home services program, is one of the ways that they deliver experiences in home today. The program continues to build and it's clear that there is real customer need that they are addressing. So now imagine they have this senior home, they're gonna start hitting senior homes too and be able to release these products across across the globe in big senior home building. Deployment of metro e-commerce centers across key cities and automation continues to improve the speed of delivery to customers and expand next day and seven day delivery options. So again, like I mentioned, right, but they had to do something to make sure they were competing with Amazon. And now with these deployments of these metro e-commerce, they are able to provide faster speed of delivery to their customers. They offer same day deliver, same day delivery of thousands of items in 40 metro metro areas. And 77% of Best Buy customers are in a zip code where they are able to offer fast deliveries and thousands of items are eligible. Customers, even though, and this is pretty, pretty good in my part, this is where they differ from Amazon and I think it's pretty good how they're doing it. Even though customers have the extreme option to have these, these extremely fast delivery options, either being same day, next day, or two day delivery option, it seems a huge amount of the customers are still going to pick up the items in store. Sometimes the, 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 the customer wants the item right now, so they just purchase it online, they drive to the store, and they pick it up within an hour. So again, that's, that's great to know that they're, 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 they're still seeing traffic in store, and hey, and this is also helps out Best Buy get even more revenue. Imagine you driving to the store after you purchased an item. You want maybe you want to spend some time walking around the store and you find some more items that you want to purchase, opposed to just being online and just looking at what you need, buy it, and that's it. Game done. The customer is done after this. With this, it gives the ability for the customer to even purchase more items where they are in store. Next thing we're going to talk about is the supply chain transformation. Like I mentioned, Best Buy is definitely in impact to change their whole the whole way the company is doing. So the first thing they did is automation. It's an important part of supply chain transformation. And starting Q4 of last year, they did develop implement a new automated boxing technology, which has the, um, cut down the cost for real-time custom boxes for products coming down a conveyor. 
supply chain strategy is to leverage assets of stores, distribution centers, and metro e-commerce centers in a portfolio approach. And during the first quarter, they achieved 35 million annualized cost reduction. So they did reduce their cost by $35 million, which is good. And commissions bring a total of $575 million total, bringing down since quarter two of 2018. So since about, not even, about two, a year and a half ago, they implemented this strategy, which they want to, which they have reduced their cost by $575 million. Again, this shows strong leadership on Best Buy. I'm really liking the leadership and the progress it is making. And they are towards a physical goal of 2021 to achieve $600 million total um, efficiency increase, right? $600 million efficiency increase. And right now, in quarter one of fiscal year 2020, they have already reached $575 million. So this means they are going to achieve this goal. And they're probably going to increase the goal since they have already met it. Met it. So again, this is, I, I'm really, like I mentioned, I keep saying, but their leadership on Best Buy is looking really good. And what we saw here is looking really good. But again, guys, tune in to the episode on Friday where I'll take a look at these numbers to see how things are really progressing number-wise. Today, we took a look at how they're doing it and why they're doing it. But next time, we'll take a look at if what they're doing is really helping. So take care, guys. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to give me a thumbs up. And if you guys want me to take a look at any company, make sure to just let me know in the comments below. Take care, guys, and see you next time.